The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey, it's Dr. Doug Bursch, and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. I think today's show could bring some profound healing to some people. Today, we're going to talk about how to bring healing to childhood trauma, particularly how to facilitate Christian environments and church environments where people can deal with the trauma of their childhood. I think one, this will help people who are going through trauma, who need to find healing, and it'll help us who are trying to help others with their childhood trauma. It's a serious topic, but I think it'll bring lots of healing to people who desperately need it. On today's Fairly Spiritual Show. For joining me. This is the Fairly Spiritual Show. I'm Dr. Doug Birch, a pastor at Evergreen Church in Auburn, Washington, along with my co-pastor Dan Behrens, and it is a privilege to be with you today. Uh, today's show is going to be a little heavier of a topic. I, I think it's going to be approachable for anyone, so I wouldn't ask you to turn away just because we're talking about a topic of childhood trauma, and in fact, not just childhood trauma, but trauma that's occurred in the past, but we're going to look at it from the point of view of how to facilitate environments where there's health and healing, and also if you're someone who's trying to find health and healing when it comes to dealing with past trauma, I want to be able to help you as well. But I did want to give that warning up front that that's the topic we're going to address, and so if that's something that's difficult for you, I I do encourage you to to keep listening if you can. I think this will be encouraging, but, but I don't want to surprise you with the topic as well. Um, uh, with this, I want to give you a number uh, that you can text the show or you can call and leave a message. If anything we ever do here helps you, if there's something where you're, thank you, that really encouraged me or that spoke to my heart, I'd love to hear that. I love it when people text the show. I, I get a few texts every week and that means a lot to me. It lets me know I'm not just speaking to the ether. Uh, here's the number, 360-818-4513. That's 360 360- 818-4513, and you got to say it three times uh, on radio, 360-818-4513. This is also turned into a podcast. We broadcast on Fridays, then we rebroadcast on Sunday mornings on KCIS, but also you can have this in podcast form through iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe to the podcast in case you missed the live broadcast. Uh, you can also go to fairlyspiritual.org to find out more information about that. And you can uh, donate uh, to keep the show on the air for topics like this, where you're, hey, I'm glad someone is talking about this topic. And if you just join me, this is what we're going to talk about. Uh, Childhood trauma, trauma in general, abuse in the past, and how we deal with it as adults. And uh, I'm focusing on abuse in the past, uh, childhood abuse, but these principles could certainly work with any past trauma. And I'm going to try to be very sensitive in the sense that I know there are people listening where this is not theoretical to you. And please forgive me if in any way I talk in a way where it makes it just sound like, oh, well, that's easy for Doug to say. I don't want it to remotely seem like I'm turning your trauma into some 
simple sermon illustration. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not giving professional advice. If at all anything I'm talking about here, uh, you remotely feel like you need help, I would encourage you to get psychiatric help, counseling help, get professional help. I'm not trying to remotely take the place of any of that. I'm going to share with you my journey, the, the expertise that I have as a pastor. Uh, you know, I, I've taken some classes in my doctoral work uh, about ministering to people who've been sinned against. Uh, I've had some great instructions from from psychiatrists and others who've dealt with some of the areas I'm talking about, but I by no means am the expert to tell you what to do. Uh, it's your life. These are your decisions, so you do what you think is best for you with the best counsel that you can get. But I want to I talk about something here, and one of the things I've noticed is sometimes the church does a very poor job in helping people find healing when they're dealing with childhood trauma. And particularly in you know the last couple of years, we've had the Me Too movement where uh, women particularly, and men as well, but women in particular have been feel, feeling emboldened to share about abuse that has happened in the past, to call out abusers. Uh, this has happened within the church and outside the church where they've called out abusive things that have happened and they've been able to share about traumas that have happened in the past. And this is really good news that people have brought out these you know, terrible things and been able to bring them out into the light so that a justice can be brought against those who've done harm, and also so that healing can be brought to people who've been sinned against. But along with all of this dialogue and discussion about uh, past trauma, there's a lot of people who are hurting. Because when you share something, it doesn't mean that the hurt goes away. In fact, uh, many people, after they share something, there's a lot more hurt present. So I want to talk about uh, just a something that happens, a principle that happens with any kind of trauma uh, that might help you understand how to bring healing to someone or facilitate an environment of healing, and also what might be happening with you as well. Uh, I want to talk about di dissociating. Uh, dissociating is something that the mind does. Uh, our minds have the ability to dissociate. And let me let me just give you an example of this, and this has nothing to do with abuse, but just our minds could dissociate where basically, think of this idea. Have you ever been driving your car and you let's say you've just been driving for half an hour and suddenly you realize you don't realize you've been driving. Like you've been driving for 15 minutes and you're like, oh, I, I don't realize I've been driving for the last 15 minutes. You've just been kind of in your own thoughts. You've been thinking about your family, you've been thinking about the world, you've been thinking about the last you know, episode of The Bachelor. I don't know what you were thinking about, but you weren't thinking about driving. And you go, oh my, oh my goodness, I don't, I don't remember what happened the last 10 minutes, right? I, I think I was driving, and you know you were driving, right? You didn't get in a crash, you didn't hit anybody, you ended up at your destination, but you're kind of panicked, right? You're like, I don't remember driving. Well, that's dissociating. And what it basically means is your mind has the ability to kind of separate from itself and to do a task without thinking about it. So the driving task just kind of went on its own, went on autopilot, and then you thought about something else where you weren't even thinking about driving. Uh, we do that when we do really mundane tasks. If you've had to work at a job where you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, or you can do the job and not even realize you're doing the job and you're doing something else. Now, sometimes that works fine. Sometimes it doesn't work so fine and you think you're doing the job and you actually are not doing it. 
So dissociating is something that our minds do. Our minds can compartmentalize. Our minds can kind of fracture in the sense of where we can do two things at once and not be thinking about one of the things. Well, dissociating also occurs when it comes to trauma. And, and again, I, I don't want anybody to feel traumatized as I'm explaining this, uh, but this has happened in any forms of trauma. This happens with PTSD or post-traumatic stress syndrome. Uh, when, when we're in a situation that we cannot escape, when we're in a situation where we're just stuck there, whether someone's being abused, whether someone is in a war zone where they can't escape the war zone, particularly PTSD, where people were in environments where they're always on the front line, where it's never safe, where there's never a time where they can rest or relax, uh, or if someone's in a, in a place where they're being harmed and hit and they can't escape that harm and abuse, the mind dissociates. And it's a way to protect ourselves. And I really believe dissociating is a gift from God because we couldn't tolerate the situation. Like our whole body is stuck in a traumatic situation and we, and we can't escape that situation. And so what the mind does is it separates and it kind of does this reality. And this is, again, a very simplistic way of looking at it. But it's basically like I'm not being abused. A part of me is being abused. We kind of separate from ourselves. People even talk about looking down upon themselves or, or they just kind of they go numb or they don't see a part of themselves or they don't even think about this. But what happens is it's like I'm not being abused or I'm not being harmed or I'm not in this situation. A part of me is in this situation. Or they'll dissociate as that's just one room of my life or that's just one place of my life or that's happening to someone else. And so they dissociate their personality. Now you've seen in Hollywood these extreme things of multiple personalities where people have different personalities and we sensationalize that. Well, well, that's not what I'm talking about. But we can do this with the human personality where we can literally have, well, that's just something is happening to someone else. And you can see how this is a gift to survive, right? If we cannot escape a trauma, especially as a young kid, it can be like, this is not happening to me. This is happening to him, or this is happening to a part of me. And so we dissociate from ourselves as a way to survive. So, so you know, that's the trauma. That's how we go through trauma. Well, this is what happens as we get older. Uh, if we go through prolonged seasons of abuse, we just, our minds become compartmentalized or dissociated. And, and there becomes these compartments that we don't even realize are there. And this is what I've found has happened in the church and happened with people who've experienced prolonged trauma and prolonged abuse. That there'll come a time in their life when there's some sort of, let's say they escaped that abuse. Let's say they were abused when they were younger or, or you know, in the, in the war situation, they came home from war or they came home from that traumatic situation and now they're in a safe place. But while they were in that trauma, there was that dissociating that occurred. There was a part of their life that was fractured. And that fracturedness still is there in their mind. There's still a fracturedness. It was a way to protect themselves. Well, they need healing. They need their mind to be whole. We need to not be fractured. We need to be one person. We need not to be, well, that happened to that person, but this person's okay. The, the mind wants to integrate and be a whole person. And so what will often happen is some event, a traumatic event might happen, or even a healthy event might happen where there's a breakthrough in that area that's been kept hidden. Uh, I've seen this uh, in a context a long time ago in our church. We had a, 
a, a family where they brought in, they adopted a child, brought the child in, and the woman in our church who had experienced prolonged abuse, we knew nothing about this, but when she brought in this child into her home, it suddenly broke through all this past abuse in her life and all these things that had just been kept suppressed and hidden and she didn't talk about and think about, those things started to break through and she started to deal with this whole other world. Now, now follow me on this. Some of you will be like, I don't understand any of this, but others, I know you're, you're listening to this and you're hungry right now because it might explain what's going on in your life. When people have compartmentalized their life for safety, this is actually what will happen. Uh, whether there's a traumatic event that occurs, this happens sometimes where let's say you, you've experienced abuse by your parent and your parent dies. And after the parent dies, you start having all these traumatic feelings. You start having all these emotional feelings. You, you have all these conflicting thoughts. Here's some of the signs of when you're trying to, your, your body's trying to integrate. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the church needs to understand this. That one thing will happen is sometimes people just start feeling really dizzy. They'll physically just feel dizzy and vertigo and and just kind of out of sorts and in this dreamlike state. They'll also feel, you'll see like a lack of memory. And what will happen too is like they're kind of breaking in these two worlds of like the world that they've suppressed and the world that they live in. And they, they kind of live between those two worlds. And so there's this lack of memory and there's this lack of integration. There's this struggle with their emotions where they don't understand. They're either really angry or they're really sad and they don't understand what's going on. Now, now, there's many more things with this, and I can't get into this in detail. I just wanted to throw this a little bit, because I think there might be someone right now who you're dealing with something and you don't know what's going on. You maybe have had a, an abusive parent who's recently died, or you, you're dealing with, you, you, for the first time, you spoke about abuse that happened in the past, but you're not doing better. In fact, you, you feel worse, and, and you just feel, you know, literally, like physiologically, you just feel like dizzy and out of control and you feel like emotional at weird times and you, you just don't feel yourself. Well, I would say that maybe what's happening is your mind is trying to integrate into one whole person. That those areas of your life that you kept compartmentalized are trying to find healing. And that's not a bad thing. It's not like you're in a bad place, but you're in a difficult place. You're in a painful place. When you were young and hurt and harmed, when you just closed the door to that place and said, this is the place I'm not going to let anyone into, and you didn't even say that, it just your body did that, like, I'm just going to lock that away and I'm just going to hide that. Well, well, God wants to bring healing and help to that area. But the integrating of this place is really difficult. Now, here's the problem. This is what happens is someone will come into the church, and, and I've seen this, that people will come into the church and they find you know, a relationship with Jesus, and they find a safe place, and then they start finding these conflicting emotions, right? And then they come to someone, they say, I need prayer, like, I feel all conflicted. I, I start crying during the service, and I, I feel all these, I feel almost like, you know, suddenly I feel really angry, and I, and I, I, you know, I just feel all mixed up and full of turmoil. Well, if someone's experienced abuse in their past, what's probably happening there is they're trying to integrate themselves. They're trying to have healing in those areas that have been suppressed and hidden. But what will happen in churches is people will say, oh, you're being attacked by Satan. We need to pray those feelings away. We need to pray that away. We need to, you know, you're being attacked by Satan. We'll pray, Lord, we know we just claim in the name of Jesus that you would just cast out that anger and you'd cast out those feelings and you just, and we pray those things away. 
we treat it like a demonic attack. And I'd say that that does great harm to the individual because really what's happening is that individual is trying to find wholeness. There's parts of their life where when they were a little kid, that area of their life was hidden. Think of it as a house where that door was just shut. And they're still just a little kid in that room and God is opening the door. And they need the light and life of Christ to come into that room and for it to be a safe place. And so in order for it to be a safe place, they need to be able to come to the altar and be angry, and to be sad, and to be confused. And instead of casting that out, say, that's okay, this is safe, we're with you, God's with you, we're going to pray that God can bring you wholeness. Now, not only we're we going to pray for you, we're also going to uh, advise a good counselor and a good uh, psychiatrist you can go to and deal with the complex issues that occur when you have prolonged abuse in your life. But the church can come alongside and partner with that psychiatric and counseling care, or we can work against it by saying, oh, you know, you just want to get rid of that thing and cast it out. Now, some people aren't going to understand what I'm saying here, but I, I did today's show, even at a risk of others not understanding, because I do think there are people who do understand what I'm talking about. And you've, you've confronted something in your life that there's been past abuse and harm and you just don't feel right. You feel disconnected. Even your memory is not quite right. People are pointing out that you're just not quite yourself. And and even maybe you're expressing some of that dizziness and you're just, and, and it's frightening and you're praying for those feelings to go away. And I want to encourage you that maybe something else is happening, that maybe you're in a better place, like you're in a safe place now, that you're free from your abuser, you're in a safe place and the Lord is saying, now is the day for you to find healing. And instead of suppressing those things, now is the path towards healing. But even though it's very scary that, that you feel all these conflicting feelings, that today is the day for healing. That you can take this next step. That, that you can, that you can you know, go to your spouse, or you can go to your, you know, if, you're, if you're not married, you can go to your friends, or you, whoever you want to go to, someone you trust, someone you trust, right? Someone who understands you can say, I'm going to contend for, for my healing. I'm going to spend some time and some money and some resources on my own healing. Because I don't, I don't want to feel disjointed and disconnected anymore. Think of it this way, that your life is this beautiful house, and there's been rooms that were shut to protect you. It was to protect you. It was almost like you were a little kid, and you were protecting yourself, and but that room is still, there's still a little kid in that room, and that little kid needs help. And so you're going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go help that kid now, because it's safe. We can open the door and let him out. It's safe for that child to come out. I don't have to protect him anymore. It's a safe place. That's, that's the gift of dissociating, is you protect the child. You protect a part of your humanity. You protect a part of your innocence. You... You protect yourself and you keep it so hidden from everyone that no one can hurt that person. But eventually, that part of you needs community. That part of you needs love. That part of you needs acceptance. That part of you needs healing. And so there's people listening right now where there's parts of you. You say, well, I don't want to deal with that. You know, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I'm 60 years old. I don't want to deal with that. And the Lord says, no, I want to bring you healing. I have a good friend of mine, and just with confidentiality, I won't talk about what the relationship is, who very old, when older in her life, she 
experienced a lot of trauma based on childhood abuse. Where suddenly all these things came out and she didn't want to deal with them. She's like, I've been living fine in my life. You know, I don't need to deal with all these things. Basically dealing with PTSD and all these conflicting emotions and 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 out of that, a long journey of meeting with a psychiatrist and being prayed for and dealing with these things and and talking with her, she was like, "I don't even. I, I was good. I, you know, I'm, I'm. I've lived a lot of life. I could just go be with Jesus." But her willingness to walk through this brought her healing, and brought her family healing. God wants to give you that gift of healing as well. Some of you have done such an amazing job. You did an amazing job. You were raised in just terrible situations, and you did an amazing job. But there, there needs to come healing. You get to experience healing. Others, you've experienced traumas, not just as a kid. You just And you say, well, my trauma isn't a big deal. It's a trauma. And that event, there was a part of you that you locked away and you hid away. And you need a safe place to be able to integrate your life where you don't just suppress those feelings. But Christ can come into that place and others can come there that you trust and be with you. Now, that's for people who've experienced abuse. For those of us who haven't, we need to be safe places. And I want to encourage you as a pastor, as a Bible study leader, as a friend, when someone shares with us their trauma, or when they share with us something like, they're just like, oh man, I, I, I just feel anxious, and I, I, I feel angry, or I feel frustrated, or I'm emotional. We need to be so careful not just to, well, let's cast it out. It's a demonic attack, because... For someone, it might actually be that they are in a place that's safe. And for the first time in their life, they can bring up these conflicted emotions and let God help them. And instead of casting them out, we need to let them weather well in this climate of love. There's a, there's a, a musician I love who he says this. Mark Hurd is his name. He has a song. He says, you will weather well in a climate of love where... We need to have altars that are safe where someone comes up to the altar and we say, you know, just leave her alone. Don't she she doesn't need anyone to pray for her right now. Maybe, you know, she has a couple friends who'll just put their hand on her shoulder. But she just comes up here whenever she feels immense sadness, mourning things she's lost in her childhood. And then she just gets to have Jesus come and be enough for her. Or he gets to be up here and just deal with the anger of what happened to him as a kid. And he gets to just have Jesus come into that room and say, I'm with you. Or she gets to deal with the fact that she feels terror right now in the church. And, and she doesn't know why she feels terror. And we can be like, you're okay. It's safe. You're with, we're with you. You're with us. It's okay. You know, there's some people avoiding the church because they don't want to deal with these things. They want to suppress them. And that's not a good long-term solution. And whether you go to the church or not, there's got to be a place where you can bring these things and find healing. And I would encourage you to pray. And if you feel comfortable seeing a psychiatrist, then see a psychiatrist. If you feel comfortable seeing a counselor, then see a counselor. Doesn't have to even be a Christian counselor. Just what you feel comfortable doing to find the healing that you need. Lord, I just pray right now for the person right now whose just heart is hurting, I just pray for you right now 
sister, the peace of God can lead you in that next step. There's no shame in where you're at. Let God integrate your life. Let him come into every room of your house. Let him bring healing and hope. Brother, there's no shame in your life. Let the peace of God and the goodness of God come into every room of your life. Let him integrate your life and bring you the wholeness that you desire. You're worthy. You're worthy of being contended for. Let God contend for you. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring your healing and your help in Jesus' name. And Lord, help every single one of us to facilitate environments that are safe for people who need healing from childhood trauma. We pray for these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. If you got something out of today's show, just text me. Just say, hey, that helped. Thank you, Doug. Whatever. I'd love to hear from you. Here's the number, 360-818-4513. Share this podcast with others if they need to hear it. You can support this show or the podcast. Go to fairlyspiritual.org and donate. Your donation helps keep this on the radio. Fairlyspiritual.org. Make room for the Lord. He is good. He knows you by name and he loves you dearly. I will see you next time. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.